0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben
0: Soffer. And And we're we're the the good good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there.
1: And we're the good ones.
0: Here we are with our wonderful world traveler, Ben Soffer. Tell us about your wonderful Portuguese trip.
1: I mean, this was a trip. Like, I'm sure that you've been on many trips. I'm sure you've been on many trips. This was a trip where no expense was paid. Brian Kelly, dear friend of the podcast, dear, dear personal friend of the family, through his 40th birthday in Lisbon. And I got to tell you, this was like no other birthday party you've ever been to. Just tell me. Like like he kept saying a wedding to himself because he's not married, has a beautiful son. He's ready to get on with his life. He doesn't need a guy. He needs himself through himself a wedding weekend. It was absolutely a wedding Thursday night, welcome dinner. Friday night, just an unbelievable concert at a beachfront castle. He got Kim Petras, who just won a Grammy, to come and like sing straight in my face. He also gave me the best seat in the whole house. I Like, you've never seen a better seat. There were probably 150 people at this dinner and, or, or at this dinner turned concert. And I was smack dab in the middle, right in front of her. It felt personal to me. He got the star of Titanic. I don't know if you've heard of Titanic, uh, but it is uh, uh, Celine Dion. Uh, I guess like, drag show. D- it's not really drag, or maybe it is. She wasn't drag. The person that uh, I saw, but maybe the rest of it is drag. Uh, but like, the if it star, isn't, it should be. No, I, I I feel like I feel like it is a drag show. But at least the person who came was not in drag, and she just did an unbelievable Celine Dion impression, and. Ugh. He did bring in drag queens. I think her name was Chandra. She was fantastic. And uh, then Saturday, we had the roast of Brian Kelly. Claudia led a roast. Friends came up, delivered some wonderful one-liners. I got back on the plane, and here I am with you, just a little bit more worldly.
0: I think the moral of this story is there's nothing like a rich friend. I mean, when you have rich friends break the social contract in such a great way, because if I was having a birthday party, I feel bad if it's on, like, if I picked a cheesecake factory on the wrong side of town, I feel bad asking people to schlep 30 minutes on the 405 freeway. This guy's like, come to another country, cross an ocean to come celebrate me. Trust me, it's going to be worth your while.
1: That was literally one of Claudia's jokes. She's like... Thank you so much, Brian, for having all of us pay 10 grand to celebrate you. Uh, But it really was so, so unbelievable. And you can really only do it like he knew. He knew that if he asked people to travel across the world, that he needed to shell out. And my God, it was, it really was absolutely spectacular. But I'm with you. If you're not willing to pony up, you can't do it. It's the same way I feel about a destination wedding. If you're going to invite me to a destination, you got to make this destination worth my while. Otherwise, I would have rather just given you the three grand as a present or let's split it. I was give, giving you nowhere near the three grand that I spent. So you take $1,500, i will take 1500 We both stay at home. You're richer than me. You didn't have to spend any money on the wedding,
0: right? Do you feel that way about destination weddings too? No, I, I I share your feelings and it's also fascinating to me about how like old school people like our parents, a destination wedding is such a violation. It's so (laughs) unacceptable. (laughs) I remember my wife and I, because she has a gigantic Irish Catholic family and I had, uh, you know, some people I wanted to come to the wedding as well. And it just, you know, you start looking at like, if we have 200 people, this is going to cost us as much as like a small home in Wichita. So we start to romanticize the idea of maybe having a destination wedding in Cabo, which for LA is like a two hour trek to Mexico and it's a stunning place. Let me tell you, when I told my mother, we were thinking about that. She goes, sounds wonderful. I won't be attending. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, mom, what are you talking about? She's like, my friends and family are going to be traveling from New Jersey and they will not connect. You cannot ask people to connect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my God.
1: We need to have your mom on the pod.
0: She's as good as gold. She's better than ever, and she's recently had cataract laser eye surgery, which makes me happy to know that when I go downstairs to look at her car that I'm not going to see random, like, uh, yellow paint or uh, dents <laughs> from from parking columns. She's, is she a good driver? Yes, she's an overly good driver, which means she drives mm. 35 in a 55. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. It sounds like my dad, my dad like used to drive me everywhere. And when me and Claudia started dating, he actually would drive her everywhere too. But it nice. came to, it came to a point where he, Claudia just looked at me and he's like, and she's like, if you keep driving me to class, I'm, they're going to kick me out of the class. Cause I always show up 30 minutes late because Bruce Offer drives also 30 and a 60 on the FDR. And we've, we've since forced him into retirement, not because he can't drive, but because he's a horrendous driver.
0: Tell me if this is scummy. I remember my buddy dated a girl in high school whose dad they were very they were they were very well off. And so at night, he lived downtown on the Lower East Side. The father would give him 20 bucks to take a cab home, and he, his girlfriend's father, and he would pocket the 20 and take the subway. Is this smart or is this whack? Whack <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. It's I mean, insane. like a 16-year-old gutter rat New York kid, like I would like, you know what I mean? That is whack. That is just That is just that is just,
1: that is just no bueno. Like can you imagine the secondhand embarrassment of him finding that out? Like he, by the way, does he know or is he gonna hear it on the podcast? I don't know. We don't talk anymore, so fuck it. Yeah, but like that is, <laughs> I can't even imagine. No, no, that is certainly. Look, you got to appreciate the savvy hustler. Like Gary V would love that story. Like that is just like an A plus story for Gary. But take that twenty
0: dollars and buy trading cards. Sell them on eBay. <laughs> like, what would Gary V say? <laughs> Which, by the way, for the listeners, you worked for Gary V. Uh, Gary is a wonderful,
1: wonderful mentor, friend. When I see him, we don't see each other that often, but love Gary. But that was a wonderful impression of Gary. And yes, <laughs> Gary would tell you that the $20 that you did just make, you could make effortlessly into far more by shopping at garage sales or buying his wine or buying Spritz Society. That's really what he should have done. He should have went, taken the 20, bought a couple cans of Spritz,
0: flipped them on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think back to Brian Kelly's uh, extravagant birthday for one moment knowing that he had incredible performers like Kim Petras who I've known for for over a decade and knowing that that it was so extravagant I know this is rude but hear me out what's the over under what do we what are we estimating this this extravagance cost it's really
1: not that rude I think he'd just be upset if I underestimated it's a million plus
0: I feel like <sighs> Kim Petras got to be quarter mil. Let's say it was a million dollars. Let's say that. I
1: really don't know. But yeah, Kim Petras. I mean, she was definitely the most expensive part of the weekend. She was also, I just can't stress enough how unbelievable, like such a great voice. And to hear that voice in that environment. Oh, so good.
0: Guys, I am so excited to say that the Good Guys podcast is brought to you by Top Golf. Look, I recently went to Top Golf with my entire family, all my in laws, from my father in law to my sister in law and her boyfriend, and most importantly, my son, Max. He's four years old. He loves golf. Okay. And we just had the greatest time and and what can you say that about about any kind of activity or event with you know seven or so people all ranging in ages and and skill levels somebody's always compromising but at top golf there's no compromising look if you don't golf it doesn't matter cuz everyone can play top golf even if no one can swing a a club and i i'm the one who can't i'm going to be honest my skill level is terrible but you don't feel judged at Top Golf. You might feel judged by my father in law, but I'm used to disappointing him. So it's all good. The food and beverage is delicious. It's the only place you can like play around and then order another or hit a slice and then grab a slice. By the way, the pizza, top tier. Okay. Sometimes I feel like if you go to a place with some great activity, you go, ah, the food's going to be meh. Not here. It was really, really good and little bites fun bites. You know what I mean? You're trying, you're tasting, you're getting a variety, my friend. Plus there's comfort, right? So it's super comfy. It's outdoors, but don't worry because they have heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. And you're going to want to be Topgolf's bay. I'm just going to say it. Look, it's golf. It's not golf. It's Topgolf. Download the app, book a bay and come play around. This episode of The Good Guys is brought to you by NutraFall. Look, did you know that 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience thinning hair? And now I know what you're thinking. What? 80 million? Here I am feeling insecure. I feel like it's taboo to talk about. I've been battling this thing. It's like every time I look in the mirror, it brings up feelings of frustration or or, or anxiety. And you know what? You don't have to do it alone anymore. We're here, we get it. Millions of Americans are experiencing thinning hair. It's more common than than you think. It's, it's normal. But unfortunately, it's just not openly talked about. And with something like Nutrafol, you can battle it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It helps to target the multiple causes of thinning hair, like stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle factors that may be impacting your hair. And thinning is different for men and women, right? But Nutrafol has made multiple unique formulas for men and women to provide exactly what they need with medical grade ingredients, guys. Also, and I know what you're thinking yeah, these supplements, they're great, but you know, where's the proof? Where's the data? Well, Nutrifol takes care of that because in clinical studies, 272% of men saw more scalp coverage and of women saw improved hair growth after six months, which is not a long amount of time. Like, let's be honest, you've probably been dealing with this for years. And in six months, you could have a real difference. Nutrafol is the trusted and recommended go-to supplement by more than 3,000 top doctors. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to NutraFall.com and entering the promo code GOODGUYS to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at NutraFall.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code GOODGUYS. It's just insane how rich people live. I remember... I went to a charity event and Annie Lennox of the Eurythmics, you know, sweet dreams are made of these. She was performing for all of us, extremely, insanely talented. And I was maybe five feet from her and there was maybe 40 people in the room. But what I couldn't get over was that Whitney Cummings was there watching and she took her shoes off in the middle. It's the little things I notice, you know? That's so strange. Socks it or is. no socks? No socks. And it was curled up on this person's couch. I said, Whitney, what are you doing?
1: That's very strange. I would That's tell very...
0: that to her face.
1: Yeah, you you did. You did. I'm <laughs> just saying this podcast is really, it's really blown up. I'm sure it'll land right on Whitney's desk, printed out things that she needs to read. Curled toes at a your rhythmic's private concert.
0: You know that I know, like I knew Kim Petras when she was when she had just moved to America, right?
1: No, I didn't. And you subtly dropped that you've known Kim Petras for a decade, and I was thinking to myself, like, how is that possible? But please do tell. So,
0: Drake of Drake and Josh. Perhaps you've heard of it. He created the theme song to Drake and Josh. He worked with two guys named Backhouse Michael Corcoran and Super Chris Abraham. You know, these music people, they have fancy. They think they're like in the NBA. His, his, his <laughs> names are insane. They're not NBA names. They're like XFL or like WWE. <laughs> they're wrestler names. Yeah. Right? So Drake used to work with this guy, Rey Mysterio and Ric Flair. No. <laughs> Uh, bring out the chair (laughs) and they're super you know they're incredibly talented producers and my good friend super chris abraham would basically he would find these the there would be these people who were like you know young really talented folk who would want to have a producer sort of shepherd them into hollywood and help them to kind of break through And he had had a couple throughout the years and they were like nice people. Sometimes they were, you know, more EDM country artists. They sort of ran the gamut. But for the most part, I would listen to these people. I'd be like, they're very nice. They're probably the most talented people in their town. I just can't see them like making it to the radio. But as a producer, if you're not like on that crazy high level, you've got to work with a bunch of people and hope that somebody sticks. So one day I show up to Super Chris's house and uh, <laughs> and there's this girl named Kim Petrus there. And she couldn't have been older than like 19 or 20. And he's like, you know, she's from Germany and she's really good. Like she might be the one. And I was like, well, play, play her stuff. And he played me three songs and it was like Plastic Factory, like two other songs. And I was like oh, she might be the one. And then I called my wife over, who we, she was my girlfriend at the time, and she came over. She's like, oh, you finally found one, Super Chris. So he was kind of like the guy that brought her into Hollywood. And then of course, a bunch of other massively famous, gigantic producers came and basically stole her away from him. But nevertheless, <laughs> he you know helped shepherd her. And so we hung out a handful of times. And I was like, you're pretty undeniable. It, it like felt like I was hanging out with someone on borrowed time. Like, oh, I can't believe I get to spend time with you right before you're extremely famous and probably wouldn't talk to me anymore.
1: Yeah, she was she was truly unbelievable. And shout out to her assistant that was a toaster and couldn't have been nicer and created that nice bridge between Claudia and Kim to just have a nice embrace after the show. So it was she was amazing. And you basically discovered her. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, it, just in case Kim does happen to listen to this, if you would like to come on the show, you're absolutely more than welcome.
0: Kim's the best. I had her on my first podcast and I almost regret it because I would have liked to save the favor for this one. It's much more successful. Yeah, we can, I'll put in the favor
1: on my side. <laughs> and when she knows that we have a podcast together, I think it'll just be, it'll just be that much sweeter. But that was probably the highlight of Portugal. The food in Lisbon was such dog shit. I can't no. even tell you. Yeah, but like, it's so rude of me to say that because the only meals, again, we woke up every day at three. We went to bed every day at four. I saw none of Lisbon, none of it, like none of it. And the only the only thing that we ate was the food at the catered events, which was lovely, of course. And then uh, McDonald's, like the amount of McDonald's that we ordered in Every single night, all the weight I lost, I gained back on McPlants at 3.30 in the morning in Lisbon. What's a McPlant? A McPlant is what a kosher boy eats at a McDonald's when he's trying not to eat the burgers in Lisbon. It's filet of fish? You no, know, it's worse than that. It's like-
0: A plant burger?
1: Yeah, it's like the beyond meat, but it's like beyond, beyond meat, like- I wish like Beyond Meat tastes like a little bit like meat. This tasted like what a McPlant sounds like, like a fake patty, rubbery. But honestly, anything with that sweet and sour sauce, anything.
0: I I can't wait to see one day, God willing, when you're 120 and you go to meet Hashem God. When he goes, Ben, the amount of juking and jiving you did to tell yourself that you were kosher.
1: <laughs> I really so I'm trying
0: to find myself. <laughs> I'm
1: trying. I'm trying. Once, like a long time ago, I heard a rabbi say this. And honestly, it was probably the worst thing the rabbi ever said because he gave me the justification for feeling the way that I do. As long as you're trying to go closer to God, you're on the right track. But honestly, that gave me the leniency To kind of come, all right, so I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. No, Ben, have some fucking self-control and eat the McPlants. So (sighs) the McPlants was what I ate. The food in Lisbon, I just got to say then, was terrible based on my experience. My
0: experience was McPlants, but. uh, How how are you and Claudia traveling together? Because my wife and I, I would say we're not the best at vacationing together. Horrible.
1: I want to hear you first, but we we are, or, okay. We've talked about this.
0: You and I, Oh yes. we we have spilkis. We like to walk around. We want to do things. Our wives want to camp out with a book until eight o'clock at night and then basically nap and then wake up the next day and do the same thing. But I, yeah, I just find the whole enterprise very nervous making, a lot of uh, undue stress. And yeah, my wife and I don't travel great together.
1: We travel great once we're at our destination. Mm. But when I tell you being in an airport with my unbelievable wife, A plus, like hit the lottery. That said, being in an airport with Claudia is possibly the worst experience on the planet. Why? Because I am the mule. She cannot carry one single thing. Not one thing. Not a backpack, not a bag. And we had... The rule for this trip was no checked luggage, not a drop. By the way, good rule, good rule. I, I totally agree, but that comes with a long list of rules. The other rule being you cannot pee off the plane. So uh, there have been plenty of rides where I've thought I was just going to pee my pants in the Uber. But th- that said, I I digress. No checked luggage for the trip, which I agree with you in practice makes a whole lot of sense that you don't have to wait for your bags, especially in a foreign country. That said, we went for a long weekend. We each had two enormous carry-ons, two rollers. I had like a hanging bag. She had a her pocketbook. She had another bag. Just me, Muley. Two bags on rollers, two bags on top of the rollers, pushing them through. Get to the gate. She always needs to be so early. So early. I'm the polar opposite. I, I'd rather risk missing the flight because I don't want to spend more than one minute extra in an airport. I agree. Not Claude. Not Claude. We showed up. We were. I think we had like at least two hours in the Lisbon airport before we boarded. <sighs> Oof, at least two. But to give her credit, she also is fantastic with everything logistics. Yes. Like this. This flight. I didn't even know it was booked. It was amazing. She just like, she booked it. She also booked the car, that stuff. Amazing. In the actual airport, getting from point A to point B, the stuff of nightmares.
0: Today's episode of the Good Guys podcast is brought to you by Ibotta. Look, you've got groceries, school shopping, whatever it is, you're, you're, you know, look, you're going to buy a couple pieces of clothes. You're going to treat yourself a little bit. But here's the reality. You're not getting anything back for that. And you are spending money. What are you getting, points? You're never going to use those points. They're going to expire. I can't tell you how many points I've had that expired. But you know what? You can get cash back with Ibotta. If you're watching your closet grow after purchasing things all season long, you can get money back with Ibotta. Or if you're throwing money at something, you know, a new house project, the list goes on Enter Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 22 In the beginning of the year because of inflation, you know, thanks a lot pandemic, but you could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code goodguys when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code GOODGUYS. That's Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store and use code GOODGUYS. Gooder, mate. Gooder. Today's episode of The Good Guys is brought to you by Gooder. And I'm going to stop talking in a terrible Australian accent before I offend our sponsor. Look, Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized. I'm haunted by how much money I've wasted on expensive sunglasses and I've lost them. I've broken them. I've mostly lost them, but I've broken some, you know, you jump in your car, you're feeling like it's going to be a great day. You're like, what's that under my butt? It's the $500 pair of sunglasses that you thought made your face look skinny. By the way, they're broken now and you can't fix them by the way. You can't, but if you got yourself an incredible pair of gooder sunglasses that are hundred percent polarized, they're lightweight, they're comfortable. If you're active or running, they don't slip or bounce and they're easy to clean. And they were 25 bucks. Trust me, at that price point, you're never going to lose them. That's just like the laws of the universe. They're always going to be with you no matter what. But again, at 25 bucks, you really can't go wrong. But here's the best part. They're stylish. Like They're dope which is rare, right? Yeah, you can go to the gas station, get a $25 pair of sunglasses and feel like you know, you're know you the coolest person in, I don't know, at the truck stop. But if you want to be the coolest person, period, get yourself some gooder sunglasses because they have a one-year warranty, 30-day free returns, 100% satisfaction, guarantee. I liked a couple of the different styles. There's a ginger Soul $9 pour-over because I'm bougie like that, even donkey goggles, which... I don't really know what that means, but if you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving Good Guys listeners free shipping on your first order. I threw a link in the show notes and you'll see me sporting them on social. You can go to goodercom slash Good Guys to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at goodercom slash Good Guys and get free shipping. When do we and I say this as the highest compliment when do we tell Claudia it's we don't have to keep up appearances anymore let's get you a scooter
1: <laughs> like, she she would kill for the scooter she yeah, would right have you seen the uh did you did you ever see her billy on the street episode or do you know that she did billy on the street it was random right where she's wearing the funny hat yeah just random like she was just an NYU student Amazing. And he just happened to, to get her. But that was during Claudia's skateboarding phase. And many, and many people don't know that she loved her board. And I think that, I mean, she should just get back
0: on the board. She would skateboard, like kick and push skateboard. Kick and push skateboard. Stop it. She loved it. I, this is a whole new side of Claudia and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, she loved it. We got to get her back on the board. The board is like, she's made for the board. But yeah, yeah. Scooter, scooter would be good too. We always joke that the second she gets pregnant, I'm buying her a wheelchair. Like she could be one week pregnant wheelchair. And we're just, but I think an electric scooter is better.
0: Does your mom, does your mom use a scooter? No, but she, you know what? She doesn't need it, but I keep trying to push her towards it because I want her to do it for me. Cause I'm like, we're going to get the front (laughs) of the line at Disneyland. Like I'm going to juice that scooter nonstop. We can go places like Costco. We can throw, she can do the Costco scooter with the gigantic basket in front. I just think there's a lot, a big upside to it, but people are too wrapped up in optics.
1: They're too wrapped up in optics. I agree. My dad should probably use the scooter. He should, but no, too, too wrapped up in optics. It's the same thing. Uh,
0: I, I wish, I wish. I think there's, you know, we are on the heels a week later, fair enough, but the Oscars were last night. Did you happen to take in any of it? Have you watched anything? Do you know anything? I watched
1: the second half of the Oscars. I watched enough to see two things. The first is that that one movie won everything.
0: What was it called? Everywhere, uh, all the time, nonstop. Yeah. Go as hard as you can. Metaverse. Yeah, Jamie we, we Lee had, Curtis. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, something like that. It's That's great. what it was called. People they kept love winning.
1: It. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure people love it. They kept winning. They win. They win. They win. I made the comment to Claudia, if you're gonna win Best Picture, you're probably like, shouldn't they divide these awards up a little bit? Like, I get that the best actor probably has the best picture because to have the best picture, you really need the best actor. And Mm. if you have the best picture, you probably have the best soundtrack. And if you have the best soundtrack, you probably have the best director. So, right? Like, I don't know. I would have loved to have seen, not that I saw The Whale, but Brendan Fraser gave a speech that made me think that The Whale should have won some more stuff because he is just such a, so passionate and, uh, Yeah, just uh, like climbed from the bottom back up to the top. So I would have liked him to see a little bit more. I'm trying to think what else I took away from it. Did you see the, uh, what was the name of it? It was two Indian guys that accepted the award and he sang as he accepted his award. Oh, The the carpenter, did did you see it? No, it was amazing.
0: It was amazing?
1: Oh my God, I I melted inside. Oh, I melted. I'll send you the video later. I melted like this. It was so, it was so good. It was so good. He was the cutest man I've ever seen in my life.
0: What is the, because I think award shows in general, there's two major mistakes you can make. If you're presenting, it's a major mistake if you try to make it about you, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. And you see everyone do it and you know the moment they go off prompter. And if you're not like a 1% hilarious, if you're not Steve Martin, don't do it. Just say the words. It's not about you. Or if you're accepting an award, don't make it one. Like if I have to see someone go for 45 seconds about this gigantic thing they've had planned about making this big statement. And then as the music comes on, they go, I also want to thank Universal Pictures. I
1: completely agree. There's nothing worse than when somebody comes on and starts to talk about something that has nothing to do with the movie and that nobody gives a shit about. Like, come up. Thank your parents. Thank your kids. Yes. Thank the people that helped you. Definitely thank the studio that gave you the money. Yes. And sure, thank the, if there's a natural tie-in because you made such a powerful piece that it provoked thought, I'm all aboard if you want to talk about that. But when people start bringing in personal agendas, it just, it's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a no for me.
0: Did you see the Hugh Grant interview (laughs) on the red carpet? No, tell me. This has gotten a lot of press. Marshall, did you see it? Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant was pretty rude. <laughs> to this, <laughs> <laughs> Which I know coming from Hugh Grant, none of us want to believe it, but he was pretty rude. This woman was like lovely and interviewing him. She's like, you're so good in this movie, blah, blah, blah. She's like fawning. He goes, well, I'm only in the movie for two minutes, so I don't know why we're talking about it. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> The woman says, are you excited uh, to see anyone here tonight? And he goes, not really. <laughs> and then she says, well, what are you wearing? He goes, a suit. Oh <laughs> she, my God. She says, who's it by? And he goes, my tailor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, this is a, a super level of jerkdom. I, am I right?
1: Oh my God, are you right? That's crazy. Hugh, That's dude. crazy. I wow. mean, can Hugh, oh <laughs> can Hugh believe it? Can Hugh believe it? I know. That's crazy. I'm like taken aback. Do you think he had beef with the
0: reporter? I don't know. I just think he's had too much, too much good stuff. His life is too rosy. It's just like, have you seen
1: that, uh, those clips of Jim Carrey, when he's interviewed in yes. similar situations, and he just starts talking, he talks to the reporter about how none of this matters, and Ugh. no one's really here, and we're all just it's like energy in a room. Dog, and we're, we're not at
0: Sonic the Hedgehog, too. All right, bro. <laughs> like, why do you save it, Nietzsche? Save it and go on
1: Rogan. Like there's a, there's a there's a great like there's a great place to talk about this stuff and I want to hear about it. I want to hear about how me and you really aren't doing a podcast. How we're just energies yeah like connecting. But if you show up to an award show, you need to show up knowing that you're going to be asked questions as incredibly famous actors and you need to like you already started to play the game the second that you went. Like acknowledge that you're playing the game. And if you really hate it that much, then you can't enjoy the benefits of it either. And you should not be making movies, right? Like, do you feel differently?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would literally be like, hey, Siddhartha, what's it like acting with a blue hedgehog? Like (laughs) stop it. Like then don't take the money. Then don't, I just think it's all a bit, it's the wrong place to make a statement like that. Probably. Totally. What, what'd you think of Kimmel? Um, from what I saw, I thought he was good. Again, like I didn't want it to become this gigantic sort of, oh, and we can talk about this like tongue in cheek joke about the Will Smith slap. Like I wanted it to sort of move past that. And from what I can tell, he had some good ish jokes. I mean, I think the whole enterprise is sort of unforgiving, but I thought he did the best he could. What'd you think?
1: He had a couple of good one-liners. I'm trying to remember the one that I liked the most. There was something about like dad's need an editor. Oh, it was all about editing. Yeah. And it's like, if all, if all of our dad's texts got edited, they'd be so much better. Because yeah, my dad texts me just, it's not English. It's not English. But I thought his one-liners were good. I thought that he pushed the boundaries a little bit more than I would have expected. I don't know if you saw the part where he was like basically making fun of Malala and she was not, like engaging it all. And it's like, I'm also thinking to myself, what is Malala doing at the Oscars? That's a whole nother discussion. Right. Like what what, what a human rights activist is doing at the Oscars at all. Um, but at the Oscars and trying to remember exactly what he said. I wish my brain worked because this podcast would be a lot better if I could remember anything instead of just saying, you know, that was really funny, but I can't remember it. But there were some really funny moments with him Uh, doing some crowd work.
0: I just hope we're 90 doing this podcast and we're just (laughs) such old Jews that the whole podcast is, you know, you remember the thing? (laughs) You know the person with the thing? I looked it up. Basically, he said, your work on human rights and education for women and children is an inspiration. As the youngest Nobel Prize winner in history, do you think Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine?
1: Oh, (laughs) like, like it was just so weird. And it's like for somebody also who... Like, like he's, he's pretty, he's pretty woke. It just like was such like a bizarre time to, to choose. Like, like he's picking on her. It it just, it was just, it just seemed weird. And she was not into it at all. Her response back to him was like, if you're not here to talk about human rights, I don't want to talk to you, which also then why are you at the Oscars? Right. So that part I thought was strange. The whole thing was weird. But honestly, I should have expected the whole thing to be weird because they made a movie called Cocaine Bear. And that just gives lets you know everything you need to know about the state of the movie business.
0: Well, not to be confused with my future movie biography, which will be Percocet Fox. <laughs> 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 the Percocet Panda. <laughs> well, you know, the other big controversy coming <laughs> coming out of the Oscars was that Lady Gaga's chap lips at Oscars spark <laughs> scorn from fans. In quotes, there's no excuse. She left her head and heart on the dance floor as well, apparently, her chapstick. Lady Gaga's surprise performance at the Academy Awards fans took to Twitter not to praise the singer, but to express concern about her chapped lips. You know, I hope Elon sets Twitter on fire.
1: I need to just Google this quickly because now I, I got to see what her chapped lips looked like and I that's the only way I'm going to be able to
0: tell you. If I agree or disagree with the people. I think she boldly didn't do a big face of, of makeup for her performance. And I thought she looked great. And you know what? If her lips were a little bit dry, we're, none of us are perfect. I think her lips look chapped. <laughs>
1: <Cool>. <laughs> I got to like the third picture and it was like, you went from like normal, normal chapped. They're on a little, like, I don't know, like you're going on stage aquaphor. Carmex like, sponsorship? I, yeah, or... By the way, maybe it was intentional. She's about to get a fucking bag. She's a genius. Wow. She's a genius. She goes on national television, chaplicks, just so CarMax can give her a freaking bag. Car- or-
0: CarMax or CarMax? <laughs> just so progressive can... <laughs> that's That's, funny, that's like when Hillary Duff was on our podcast and she was talking about Creamer, and the next day she comes out in an Oatly commercial.
1: Yeah, yeah, craziness. She's really, by the
0: way, and here's some real insider info, and I don't think Hillary would mind. I saw her on Saturday, the day before the Oscars, at a kid's birthday party, and she was like getting ready for the big Vanity Fair party that she sort of intimated, and she's like, I gotta fit in this dress, I can't wait to just have like a big dinner on Monday, blah, blah, blah. And so... You know that the big thing at these award shows is they card out in and out the second that the awards are over, because no one's eaten for like six months. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Everyone's gorging, which makes me know that every night of my life is like the night after the Oscars for for, <laughs> for, for
1: Hollywood. Sounds like my entire trip to Lisbon. <laughs> except Except with McPlant's. Did Hillary mention that our podcast episode like got her like new deals, that she's being appreciated more in the community for her work, that
0: people are really pushing her into new movies. Did she mention our impact? I hope so. I mean, I don't know. We were with a couple of the How I Met Your Father folk and they were all like, oh, we listened to the podcast. We loved it. And I was like, I'm glad because I was yeah. very care- Like I just wanted her. She was doing us such a solid and she's just so great that I was like, I don't want her to walk away from this. Feeling like I'll never do anything for Josh again. So fingers crossed, she liked it.
1: I hope so. You did a great job. You I thought did, we did ben. a great job. It was a really just splendid episode. I don't I don't think we'll ever stop talking about it. I won't I know I won't. I just I, I, I think I I won't.
0: that it was the universe giving us a solid after the Jeanette McCurdy of it all. <laughs> and I still hold out hope for Jeanette. And I think it's getting further and further out of our grasp as we talk about it more.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It turned into a running bit. Like if we wanted to release Jeanette McCurdy merch, sure, we'd get sued by her. But we'd have a bag first.
0: She's, she'd, gotta, she'd have to come after our bag. I don't know when I started using the term bag. Well, you're right, because until the season desist shows up, that's all pocketed money.
1: All pocketed money. It'll be in our Shopify that night.
0: Speaking of Shopify, today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify.
1: <laughs> that would have been a great, great wow. Yeah. Imagine if we were that seamless. Dynamic ad reads. Wow, I love it. It's only like 10 times the price. Just kidding. This
0: episode's brought to you by Top Golf, which has nothing to do with <laughs> Shopify. Um, do you have a do you have a Woody <laughs> Nuts moment of the week? Oh, yes, I do. I do. <sighs>
1: I have two, I have two, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with the first one. Okay. We're on the plane to Lisbon and it's a long flight, seven hours, right? Like that's, that's a long, it's a long way to travel. It's a good one. Sitting in first air Portugal lay flats. It's no JetBlue mint, but it's very, very lovely. It's no United Pilars, again. Very lovely. Meal comes cod. Now, let me explain what a plain, how do I put this into words to make you smell what I smelled when they served hot cod <laughs> on this plane? Like so hot and so smelly. Have you ever had salmon for dinner and then the next day just like completely blanked and put it in the microwave to heat it up only to have your house reek of fish? That, or is this a personal problem? I guess this is a personal problem. Don't microwave your fish. Don't serve cod on, it's not even first class. Don't serve hot cod on the plane. This plane, the entire time, I couldn't breathe from the hot cod. So it's a, what are you nuts? Don't serve hot cod on a plane. Just that's it. If you want cold cod, okay. Would it be a little bit gross? Sure. Could we all stand to live on that plane? Yes. So that's that's my main what do you nuts. Uh, I'll save my second one for after. After. I'll save my second one.
0: Well, I my woody and nuts moment, it's a running issue for me. And I've talked about it before, but I'll I'll talk about it again. The other day, I'm walking and I see this like very age appropriate, you know, someone in my demo, early 20s person recognized me. Nice college-age kid, lovely, you know, the great minds of tomorrow. And they're with their father, cargo shorts, otter box, phone case, you know the type. And I see her clock me and I smile and I kind of keep walking. Then I see the father clock me and she's whispering to him and I I know what's coming next. The father sort of stomps over to me in his new balance. (laughs) And he says, (laughs) hey, I have no idea who you are but my daughter over here, she's going nuts. Do me a favor, take a picture with her. Again, allow me to remind you, I have no idea, nor do I care who you are. I just wanted to say, sir, just take the picture. Like, I don't need the preamble. I don't need to know how much you don't know me. Can't you just say, will you come over and take a picture with my daughter? She would love a picture with you. What are you, nuts?
1: I also feel like we've spoken about this before, but it's never the it's it's the person who asks for it, it's never for them. It's very rare. You know how many times I've gotten, oh, you know, my my girlfriend's a big fan, need a picture for her, but I'm taking it with you. So you can't be that like you gotta be somewhat of a fan. Right. Something, right?
0: Something. But I'm
1: with you. What are you, nuts? What are you nuts? What are you nuts? Just doesn't-
0: What Just you, nuts. It just doesn't track. You know, I don't know if you're aware because we are of the Jewish persuasion in case anyone doesn't have ears who's listening to this podcast. Um, you know, St. Patrick's Day is coming up mm. on the 17th. And I, I thought we'd be remiss if we didn't learn a couple fun facts about St. Patrick's Day, mm. which is something that the Irish have observed for over a thousand years. It falls on the Christian season of Lent. Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning and celebrate in the afternoon. They would dance, they would drink. And St. Patrick, a person lived during the fifth century and is the patron saint of Ireland and its national apostle. And he brought Christianity to the Irish. So I think it's also important that we look at 30 facts about alcoholism Because it's going to (laughs) be St. Patrick's Day. Here's one. The alcohol in alcoholic beverages such as wine, beer, and spirits is actually ethanol or ethyl alcohol. It's the only type of alcohol that you can drink without causing serious damage to your body. Thoughts?
1: Well, the most interesting piece of information that I gathered from what you just said to me uh, was that Christianity was brought to the Irish by St. Patrick. Yeah. I think that's incredibly interesting. And St. Patrick should be far more popular than he is, but I guess he's probably more popular to Irish Catholics than he is just on that specific day of St. Patrick's Day. But when I think of St. Patrick's Day, again, as a, as a Jew, I just think of Jaegerbaum's. Like that's- Green beer. That's, Oh yeah, just like Jaeger Bombs. Pub Crawls. Jaeger bombs. Do you remember those videos? My new fucking haircut. Do you remember those? No. The my new Oh my God. I have to send you those. But my new my new haircut videos, there's a a line in it, Jaeger And that's all that I think about. You need to see this. It's fantastic. <laughs> just like these guys from the South Shore of Long Island. Unbelievable. But yeah, Jaeger Bombs. When you were still drinking, were you a were you a fan of the Jager bomb on On occasion. What is the Jaeger bomb? Is it uh, just a shot of Jaeger and a beer? Shot of Jaeger and a glass of Red Bull. Oof.
0: That's like a, that's nuts. Jaeger bomb. Um, I don't know if I've ever done it. Wow. They're
1: fantastic. Maybe I'll start drinking again. I think you should. I think it's exactly what you need. Come out of retirement for Yeager. Do you do? When you think it's St. Patrick's Day, honestly, well, with an entire, you really are Irish Catholic, or at least half your side is Irish Catholic. Yes. What What does Paige's family do for St. Patrick's Day? Do you guys celebrate it? You know, we
0: don't do anything special. I don't think. I I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like there's not like a lot of, there's no corned beef and cabbage. There's no Irish soda bread. There's no Colin Farrell movies. We really don't celebrate it the way we should. Any jigs? The Irish jig? No jigs, no pinching. You know, you're you're not wearing green. I'm going to pinch you, which, right? Mm. I mean, that's now a a federal offense.
1: Yeah, no. Don't, (laughs) Don't pinch me. Don't walk around pinching, folks. Don't pinch me. No, I bruise too easily to be pinched. (laughs) Don't pinch me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do anything like super Irish. Although, you know, my wife, who is an O'Brien, I I was recently talking to her parents and who they haven't spent much time in Europe, but they both said that they would like to go back to the motherland of Ireland Mm. and see, you know, the beautiful rolling hills. And so my thought was, let's do a collaboration trip. Ireland first, Israel second to see the two homelands.
1: I love the idea. I love it. Have the O'Briens been to Israel? From Guinness to Gefilte fish. It'll be a dock. From from Guinness to (laughs) Gefilte. Oh, man. Have the O'Briens been to Israel or no? No, they haven't. I've never been to Israel. Oh, yeah. We've spoken about this. We need to do that, like, immediately. Like yesterday.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I just really, I want to see if, our celebrity like you know makes it all the way to the motherland.
1: It 100% does. You think so? It wa- I'm positive. It 100% does. And honestly to go full circle on this episode, we're going to talk to Brian. We're going to plan a trip to Israel. It's the only way to do it. Honestly, the probably the best trip I've been on to Israel was with Brian because even though I've been I don't know 8 or 10 times, going with somebody who isn't Jewish planning out, just seeing the whole country. I got to see areas that I never would have gone to. And it's just such a magical, magical country. It was amazing. So we'll do it with Brian again.
0: We'll look out for our live episode of The Good Guys from the Wayland Wall. It's probably sacrilege, but we're still going to do it. Live from Tel Aviv. I mean, from That Mm -hmm. That's our episode. Thank you all. You're going to love
1: it. We love you. You're going to love it. Follow us. Rate, review, do all the things. Do all the things. Find us where you can find your podcasts. Continue to watch us on YouTube because Josh has been uploading all these podcasts on YouTube, which is just so cool. Like to see us live in the bright lights. It's really just something special. So uh, rate, review, subscribe, watch us on YouTube. Continue to give us only positive feedback. I don't want to hear from your negative asses about anything. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because you used to tell us that we had terrible audio quality. And I got to tell you, even if you didn't say that, we would have improved the audio quality because podcasts have growing pains. Yes. And now I feel like we're really just, we're in our moment. But even if you didn't tell us that the audio quality sucked, we would have fixed it anyways. So don't be like the person who says that you're going to take a picture for your wife, who's a fan, and don't go up to Josh and tell them that- You don't care about them, but you want a picture. I only want to hear good things. Is that enough of a monologue? And don't comment on Ben's loud breathing. We're all aware of it and we love him anyway. It's a pro. Like, what do you, you want me to go under the knife? (laughs) Like, uh, then I'm going to be out of commission for for months at a time. And you're going to say, Ben, why aren't you recording good guys? Because you made me get surgery. (laughs) All right. Great episode.